Unless I haven't been paying attention, man, the moon doesn't look normal. You keep the pressure on, correct? We stay until we win, is that right? At the moment, you're under arrest for incitement. Have you guys been following me? We're winning, folks. Okay, we're winning. We're pushing back the dark. You ask simply two questions to find a filthy Freemason de Molay. Where did you go to school? Which primary school? Which high school? And who's your daddy? Hi, everyone, and welcome to Tinfoil Tales. I'm Sauce. Hello, and welcome. I'm Sandy. Back in episode one and two, we touched on the Australia Project and planned for parallel elections by sovereign citizens in the movement. Things have evolved and we just have to tell you about it because things have gone a little bit next level. So in the run up to the federal election, we heard about their plans to free Australia. But unfortunately for them, the vast majority of citizens ain't buying what the freedom movement is selling. I mean, we know this because despite their very best efforts to put Labour last, they are in fact in government. The election was an epic fail for freedom as the only candidate that made it through to a seat in the big house was Zippy. What a huge waste of Clive's money. Ralph Babbitt. Well, not a huge waste as it has given Joel a new segment. All that time though, spent being educated by Monica. Completely wasted. All those videos about marbles by Tofu. Completely pointless. There were a lot of casualties. Tofu, Demo, Stephen Beck up in Queensland, Morgs, who got a lousy 2,519 votes, and the big one, the general, Ricardo Bozzi, who received a paltry 3,272 votes. Oh, so what went wrong? Well, while these political figureheads tried to rally the conspiracy theorist anti-vaxxers for their votes, they forgot one thing. Some of them aren't just conspiracy theorist anti-vaxxers. They're sovereign, and they believe that government is illegal, a fiction, and a corporate government since 1976. Hoodie himself actually declared that in Canberra in front of Old Parliament House, and we played that audio for that back in episode two. So these guys aren't interested in your politics. In fact, they outright refute it. They're not about to go to the polls and vote. Instead, they'll cop a fine and then refuse to pay it because they are free men and women after all, and the rules don't apply to them. They're unlawful fines. I do not contract with the corporate government, is what they say. Or leave the ballot sheet blank. (laughs) So how did that parallel election go that they were talking about? Well, didn't really go anywhere because someone shouted, Squirrel! And their attention was diverted elsewhere. So where did it go? My place. But we'll get to that in a minute. First off, a quick recap and update of the Australia Project that we will refer to as TAP, an Australian National Council of Patriots, also known as ANCOP. Remember back in episode two when our little podcast was just new and Sauce and I had absolutely no idea what we were doing? (laughs) Remember we introduced Lance and Kent Brown, the Brown Brothers, but not the alcoholic Brown Brothers who make nice Moscato, the Queensland Brown Brothers who decided to create a network of community groups around Australia, all based out of Telegram. They had a directory and everyone was encouraged to find their closest tap and join it. Well, I kept tabs on that by joining every group every 153 of them, (laughs) and kept an eye on their subscribers. Well, they were a thing for a while, but Epic did them in a bit. 
some groups got a bit disenfranchised. At one point, Kent was accused of being a pedophile protector, which I found hilarious. And some groups changed their tap groups and turned them into like-minded community groups and removed the tap branding. So they went from 153 to 76 active groups in a matter of eight months. No. From 16,000 subscribers in total in these groups to 11,000 give or take. Occasionally I see updates from the ANCOP meetings and even they are aware there is about a 10% engagement in all their TAP groups. Certainly not the 100,000 the Brown Brothers claim they had, not even close to that this entire time. Remember we pointed out back in episode two that that was Cooker's math? (laughs) ANCOP was the Council of Patriots the Brown Brothers set up where the leaders of all the groups could meet up and steer the movement in the direction they desired. They still have their meetings and are still keeping things very secretive. They're not very open about who is on this council or what they discuss at their meetings. But every now and again, someone in a tap group will post some updates or let slip who is attending them, such as recently suspended Dr. William Bay. Or occasionally a speaker will be introduced to a tap group as a member of ANCOP. They will jump on all potential solutions for their alternative goals and have introduced this next group we are talking about today to their members also. But listeners, that's not where we need to place our attention at the moment. They are getting a little bit old news and I'm sure they'll continue and Sandy will certainly keep an eye on them. But the movement is taking a turn towards sovereign citizenship, which is my absolute favourite and off-grid living. They're all competing to start their own groups, such as CoVision, founded by the beautiful and serene Serene, who wants land and a whole new healthcare system of her own, one without vaccines, I would think. Lizzie Rose, or Rose, as she is now known after her rebrand with her inner world vision thing, and Thanos has his tripe groups. Actually, tripe. Poor Thanos. I saw tonight, he made a little bit of a video in the last few days. Looks like tripe is kind of dying a painful death. They might have to move. Yeah, so, yeah, I felt a bit sad. I felt a bit sad for him. He said the northern suburbs one's still going gangbusters, but the other ones are kind of falling away. But anyway, RDA also, they have groups. They never really took off apart from a handful in Victoria. Yeah, the platform she had created on her website to run these groups out of was quickly dead in the water and didn't have much engagement. She claimed 10,000 members were on that site, which was true, kind of. When I looked into it a couple of months ago, that was accumulative members and included profiles that were set up when it was free. So that would have included sticky beaks like us. (laughs) I did manage to work out that she had a fraction of that number, like 200, if I'm to be generous, that were actively using it within the previous few months. Even she admitted it wasn't taking off. And up in Brisbane, we have Tricky with his people's revolution groups that we talked about in the anti-vaxxer episodes. But there is one that's having a little bit of a moment. And despite it being early days, it looks to be garnering a little bit of traction. So let's dive in and talk about Darren Bergwerf and my place. Well, uh, something that I'm really interested in is my place as well, because, you know, that's, that's the community that's um, talk a little bit about, how you have set that up and who's involved at the moment. So what sort of um, initiatives I have do you have going? All right, so my place, that's where it all started 12 months ago um, mm-hmm. when I first opened up my uh, my building in Frankston to uh, people that uh, couldn't go out because they didn't have a, a, a vaccine passport. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that started off our first week. We had 40 there, and then we had a pretty dodgy weather week the week after. The third week, we had over 300 people. We had a, a food truck in the back laneway. Um, we had some entertainment for kids, and, and the place was buzzing. Uh, that community since then has, um, has built so nearly 4,000 people, um, wow. very close to 4,000 in 12 months. And we've done so probably since April when I decided to put my hand up to run in the federal election. Uh, I already had a massive amount of support with the people in, in the uh, facility, in the community, and um, they all got behind me and we pumped out a really good uh, election campaign in, in the five weeks that we had. And, uh, and since then, after the election, probably a week after, I went to a, a seminar, a two-day seminar in Williamstown, and I came back with a whole new strategy and that was to start building community. That's an interview he was giving to Jules at Insight Media. But first, let's start with a bit of an explanation about what My Place is really about. Let's take a look at how they describe themselves, their mission statement, if you will. The goal for My Place is to implement a project that allows us to step away from the current systems that are not serving our best interests. As we all come together and share our skills, knowledge and support, we can gradually build the individual sectors where the services can be accessed by all. Rather than fighting the old, we will walk away and create the new. This now creates an opportunity for all of us to be actively involved in creating our future. In other words, they are a front for a bizarre doomsday prepping QAnon cult thing, and I'm a little bit sus. <laughs> mm, I think we should be a little bit sus. Let's go back to the lead up to the federal election and a campaign by an average, middle-aged, high-vis wearing, Aussie-looking bogan tradie, Darren Bergworth, and his slogan, governments don't fix stuff, tradies do. But there was a problem with Darren that concerned us right off the bat. He's one of Bosey's guys, endorsed by Australia One, the not a party Australia One. Nope, not a party. And why did they not register? Well, that's because registering a party in a federal election is illegal, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> yep, you're not supposed to vote for parties, as Bosey tells ah. us. You're only supposed to vote for people. Right. Or some weird interpretation of voting law that he's come up with. Um, I, I just think that he does it so that he can't ever win and have a reason for losing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, you know, Bosi likes to have one foot in the real world and the other foot in a fantasy world, and he kind of mashes them to whatever he can sell to his loyal followers. It's weird. Yeah. So Darren was given Bosi's stamp of approval, and we quickly figured out why. Here's a clip of Darren speaking at the Dunkley Candidates Forum, speaking about everything from vaccine mandates, the tyranny, and the pedophiles. <laughs> Um, with a very rowdy following in the audience. Now, with that out of the way, it gives me great pleasure to introduce your candidates for the seat of Dunkley in the upcoming federal election. The first candidate is the independent candidate, Darren Bergworth. Darren, you have one minute to introduce yourself. Uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and thanks for coming along tonight. Um, I, uh, Looking back at where I started uh, as a 12-year-old boy, uh, I, had, I grew, up, grew up in a uh, small country town. Um, I had a lot, a lot of troubles. Um, I was uh, very much uh, a rebel and uh, had a massive alcohol problem from 13 years of age uh, through until about 20. 
So I had a very rough upbringing. I um, was living on the streets for about eight months uh, when I was 16. I was kicked out of home. And, uh, but I pulled my socks up and I got myself together. And, and uh, through the school of hard knocks, I uh, established my first business at 21. Um, bought my first house at 22. And, and I've run successful businesses all my life up to the age of 52 uh, right now. I've had four beautiful children. They're all uh, 16, 19, 21 and 23. That are very respectful and uh, they've been brought up the old-fashioned way. Um, and uh, look, I've, I've, I'm, I'm here tonight to uh, to start to expose what's been going on in this country to all of you, um, and, and to uh, to show the uh, the amount of corruption that's going on in uh, in this country, especially in politics. So that's what I'm about. Excuse me. Um, the intent of the forum is to be open and respectful. We do please ask that if you do have an opinion about the candidates or their policies, that as much as possible, you do keep that to yourself. Um, it's not required for this forum. Thank you. So given the rather large influx of comments and questions, let's get our candidates' views, personal views, on lockdowns, vaccinations and mandates. Darren, what are your personal views? Okay, personal views. Uh, illegal, illegal, illegal. Both, both the Liberal, Liberal and Labor governments of this country and this state and every state in this country are illegitimate and they've been breaking the law and removing your rights every single day. And we are a step away from being a communist country. And, and, and people might scoff at that, but this, this is as serious as it gets. We have a, a document here. Um, in 1973, the Labor removed us from our constitution without a referendum. In 1975, uh, the uh, Lima Agreement that robbed our manufacturing that was all sent overseas. In uh, 1988, Labor so, removed Darren, our please keep it just to the views on rights. those three things, please. Well, it, it all goes back to the same thing. The treason and the fraud of all governments and the laws that they break every single day by force vaccinating people, which is an illegal act under all different codes, including human rights and the Nuremberg Code, you cannot force or coerce a medical procedure that someone doesn't want. And both these sitting members and all, all politicians in this country have been doing that for the last 12 months. And I, there should be a royal commission into our governments and they should be removed and put in jail. There's a lot of talk around trusting government declining. What would you do to regain people's trust and restore faith in our political system? Uh, it's too much noise, I didn't hear my name, sorry. Uh, okay, uh, well, first of all, we can start uh, in Canberra with the lifting of the, uh, I think there's about 28 or 30 uh, suppression orders. One of, them, one of them has to do with the pedophile protection industry, which is our politicians and our judiciary. And this is a widespread problem and it is being exposed. And that, that's the first thing. Stop, release those 28 names that are on that list that the government doesn't want released because we're going to lose confidence in our politicians. Well, I can give them a bit of a uh, heads up. That's a bit late, mate. The, uh, the horse has already bolted. There is no confidence left in our politicians. They are corrupt and they need, they need to be exposed and that's what I'm here to do. Uh, also, um, just, just on the other thing, and I've got some documents here that Peter might be um, interested in looking at, and that's a, uh, 
a summary uh, and uh, felony charges against uh, Brett Sutton, the chief health uh, officer that she's taken advice from. So uh, these these documents for anyone that wants them after the, after this meeting, I've got them available here, and you can do your own research. Uh, they're legit, and there's going to be a lot more charges. Obviously, Dan Andrews is about to go down the screaming heap for multiple reasons of uh, fraud and corruption within his government. We've just seen Gunner uh, retire. Sorry, resign, Darren. The question uh, was more about how, and we've also seen Spiridiklian and her uh, deputy premier resign last year as well. So it is all coming out. The corruption's being exposed, and they're dropping like. We do have one last opportunity for each of the candidates to be able to give just a closing statement. Each candidate will be given uh, up to two minutes. I'll again give you a warning bell at one, one minute and 30 seconds so you know uh, where you're at. Uh, we will just quickly go across from one end to the other. So we will start with you, Darren. Would you like to give your closing statement? Okay, yeah. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank uh, thank you for this uh, setting up this forum and having the opportunity to uh, put some stuff on the table that the community really needs to hear. Um, so thanks for that. Uh, th thank you uh, also to uh, to everybody for turning out tonight to come and listen to uh, to all of us uh, say what we believe is going on in this country. Um, we we really need to have a good hard look at ourselves, and and if people can't look at what's going on, and, and people are still so blinded and trusting in the government, if if you look in the revision mirror, and, and look at that the uh, chaos and the carnage that both these parties have left behind us over the last 40 or 50 years. It is disgusting where this country has gone. And those diggers who fought for us, who gave their lives as young men on a foreign land so that we could have freedoms and rights and a country we could be proud of, would be turning in their grave right now for what we, as people, have let this country become. We have been coerced and, and uh, railed into, into believing a certain way. Uh, our education system is not a, uh, an education system, it's an indoctrination system. And, and we are being brainwashed to a point where uh, we are all gonna be so bland and, and so one-sided that uh, we have no future. So wake the hell up and get on board and do some frickin' research instead of watching TV every night. Actually find out what's going on in your country. Thank you. How crazy was it watching this play out in real life? The 28 pedophiles being brought up alongside other legit candidates for an upcoming election. In real life! Also, the documents he mentioned against Brett Sutton led nowhere. And when they were asked at this forum what would they do to support underrepresented groups such as the Indigenous and LGBTQIA, Darren predictably refused to answer and had nothing to say. So remember that when he wants to use the sovereign Indigenous to promote his My Place groups or when he says he's there to support all people in his community. Mm. Didn't he take a carton of beer to that? I've got a so. memory of a carton of beer lying on the ground behind him. <laughs> so how did Darren go in that federal election? Well, first up, he uncovered an issue with the writ. All was the bloody writ and declared himself the winner before the election even took place. Darren Bergworth here, independent uh, candidate for Dunkley. I've just finished uh, part two of my uh, mission today to expose what's going on in the federal election. Um, I've been to the polling booth um, in Dandenong West Road. They can't produce me a copy of the signed writ, uh, which is by law they are supposed to have at that polling booth. I've just uh, finished at the uh, Australian Electoral Commission um, a divi divisional manager. He can't supply me uh, a signed copy of the writ. 
Uh, they can't tell me what days under law, under the electoral law, that uh, those writs are supposed to be advertised in at least two major news newspapers in each state. They can't give me the dates or which paper that they've been advertised in. Now, I'm actually declaring myself the winner of the federal seat of Dunkley in this federal election because I am the only candidate left that is not a corporation and doesn't have an ABN. Every other candidate uh, are under a, a foreign ownership, uh, a company, a corporation, and they have an ABN. So under 44.1 in the Australian Electoral Act, they are illegitimate and unlawful to be able to run and sit in Parliament. So I declare myself the winner and uh, I will be seeing you from Canberra hopefully in a couple of months and I'm sure that uh, uh, Mr Rogers will be announcing uh, that to the, to the public, uh, public on Saturday night uh, after the counting finishes. Uh, let's go guys, we're, uh, we've got this and um, we're, we're pushing back hard and they've, uh, they've got to do an investigation into this now. They've been served with uh, information that they need to investigate under their, uh, their own laws um, and this election really should be uh, put on hold until such time those uh, allegations can be proven um, uh, wrong or, or right. So uh, stay tuned. Um, I'll be back with an update uh, tomorrow. Hooray! Back in the real world, he didn't make it into government, despite his declaration about the writ and his efforts to have his voters take a photo of their ballot and text it to him, you know, so that he could prove that somehow the election was a fraud and the ballots were somehow changed. Oh, of Hasn't done anything about that yet, of course. He had work to do. Stuff the government. Sure, he'll make a go for it again with the Victorian election, even if it's just so he can promote his alternative ideas. But according to Darren, the whole thing's bloody fake and corporate, and he doesn't actually want to have anything to do with it. It was time to work on a plan to take it down. In his words, he doesn't want to sit at the table he wants to tip the table upside down. So how's he going to do that? With nanas. <laughs> nanas. <laughs> okay, we're just getting started. Probably 10, 15 minutes to go. I can't go live. Facebook banned me. But I think people will be lining up for a schnitzel and coleslaw roll today. What's your soup today? <clears throat> Broccoli and leek and vegetarian, which is vegan and gluten. Nice. I recommend your schnitzel roll. And then we have the salad bar. Beautiful. We have a sausage sizzle over here. Everyone loves a sausage. All these tomatoes look pretty good. Gee, your veggies are looking better. More variety. Those cabbages. How much are the cabbages? Five. five. Everything's five dollars. Everything's five dollars. Look at that. Five dollars a kilo for everything. Christmas. Um, I've got oh, some naughty ones. They're a bit naughty. 
Sometimes they have coffee from a coffee cart. There's soap. It's so <laughs> cute. You can get fresh veggies alongside alternative treatments in a very cute little market once a month in Frankston. At one point, I saw a video of a so-called energy wave treatment that was essentially a lady blowing a hairdryer <laughs> over people as they stood there and received their healing energy. That was called a quantum physiotherapy terahertz light wave energy device. Say that three times in a row. <laughs> I'm not so sure it's legit, but you can get a 20-minute treatment for $10. $10? That's a bargain. Uh, I'd give it a go. <laughs> so the nanas offer up weekly walks, social cuppas, organized dance lessons for their dance parties. It really does sound adorable. But hey, once a week, your kids can go and get a self-defense class with Craig Pitbull Cole, who'll teach you how to be zen and cool, you know, Craig, Australia One Victorian State Coordinator, toothless guy, yells at COVID testing site workers, did that speech about shooting down the government when he ran as an Australian One independent candidate. You, you remember him. Yep. Great guy. Good old Shoelaces Andrews, one of the most disgusting arrangements ever created, ever put on the face of this planet. You will pay and you will hang by your pencil neck. You will. You will, Shoelaces. His classes run midweek, late morning, so this is not for the kids attending the mainstream schools. Nope. The unschooled kids. But get this, Craig has a fake spiritual side where he meditates to aliens at Ayers Rock and does these talks about being a better person. Like, I don't think he practices what he preaches and I'm pretty glad that my kid is at school and not attending a warrior spirit class with a Trump-loving, Dan-hating bogan, an all-round terrible person. Ooh, Sandy off the long run. (laughs) So the scones and the dance lessons and the parties all look pretty innocent and cute. But then there's the homeschooling at the venue for the kids that have been pulled out of mainstream school out of fear of being jabbed behind their parents' back or indoctrinated into the LGBTQI plus community because we all know these peoples have a lot of angst against woke culture and have woven that into their doomsday beliefs. These poor kids, instead of going to school, they're at a QAnon prepping site. Boy, will they have stories to tell when they are older and they integrate back into society. Fast forward 10 years and kids, if you're listening to this, reach out. I want to know. Yep, we're here. (laughs) They have spiritual healers and consult rooms, hold regular meetings and have guest speakers who come in and do presentations to the congregation with a range of subjects from growing plants, beekeeping, to buying gold for when the market inevitably crashes and, of course, common law. There is definitely an element that this is our front that we present to the community through our markets and community activities, but we have this underlying ideology of awakenedness and an entire alternative belief system, and that's what we are really all here for. We can have fun, but we have serious business to tend to. This is a war after all, right? 
The front is an inn to get people curious. We will serve the community and the vulnerable and then we'll red pill them. Gee, it really is a worry. And the idea is taken off in a short time with the idea spreading throughout Victoria with many my places starting to pop up. Yep, it's spreading all right. And we have numbers for you guys as we always like to look at the numbers and then monitor trends. So my place, Frankston, has been active for about a year and is the primary and original site for this idea, run by Darren out of his workshop garage on the Nepean Highway. His brother then helped him set up my place, Lilydale or Yarra Valley, and then on to Emerald and Roeville. Then from there, with the help of visiting Carl Liebold and his independent Magna Carta travelling YouTube show, Voice for Freedom, put the call out for anyone to start in my place in their areas and it's blown out to 18 at the time of recording this with a few pending interstate. The Facebook group that My Place Frankston is managed out of has over 4,000 members with a few familiar faces such as protesters David Stills, Billy, Twig and Ed Gilbert. My Place Emerald is called My Place in the Hills and constitution expert Jackie Dundee is involved with that one. That one focuses mostly on permaculture and prepping and it's just over 400 people. Yarra Valley has over 700 people and the rest that have popped up range from a dozen to a couple of hundred members. Darren has admitted that the groups outside of Frankston mostly consist of the same people who are members of Frankston Group, but they've just created their own spaces close to their homes. So I'm leaning more towards the figure in the Frankston Group being 4,000 is probably accurate with a portion of those who wouldn't be active. This is a starting point. Either it will take off and we'll see all these groups' numbers grow and indicate recruitment or some groups will drop off and the numbers will settle. At this point, it really does look like they're recruiting the already converted who are working hard on making these places appealing and recruitment ready. Recruitment is important because with bigger numbers comes bigger financial opportunities. You know, and when they get their own building, and they're, they're going to get to that stage now where they've got 600 members, a uh, dollar a week each, which is absolutely nothing, a dollar a week, um, that, that gives them enough to go and rent a factory, 3,000 foot factory, uh, put the power on and have, have change. Um, that's how simple it is. Once you get to that four or 500 mark, you can find a building that you can rent um, and start saying, right, we can do stuff every day of the week now. We can hold our own markets, we can hold fundraisers, we can have discos, we can do whatever uh, community functions you want to do to raise money. Um, we, we had some down at Frankston where we raised $9,000 for the uh, federal election campaign in one night um, for my fundraiser. So it's, um, it's something to work towards. It's not something that you need straight away. Those cute markets that we talked about, well, they make money from my place because they're not free. It's $30 for an inside stall and $20 for an outside stall. Darren's bragged of having 50 stalls. Then there are consult rooms being used by practitioners offering healing services and donations and fees for the activities that they provide. There is a problem though, the minutes. They release monthly minutes of their meetings, but there is never a treasury report when there should be with a community set up like this. Otherwise, there is no transparency. Just the same as all other groups and businesses in the movement taking in donations for services that are supposed to benefit them all, no one knows what money is going in or out here either. And that raises more flags. Understand where we're at. This is not just all, you know, um, yeah, it's not all fun and games. This is freaking serious. Um, we are at war and we've got to treat it like that and we've got to get serious. Yes, we can have fun. And, and have all these good 
good things. I, I love it. That's great. But we've also have got to have a serious side to it. Now, this is where we come to the Sovsit common law stuff, which is my favourite subject. Cue the winningest lawyer of them all who came up with the idea of forming councils. I've discussed him briefly before, but let's do a little bit of a refresher. Back in July, on the lawn in Canberra, Everyday Phil was regaling us about a lawyer so winningly that he had never lost a case, ever. And he'd had 27,000 wins and currently had a case in the federal court against Peter Dutton. Whoa, I thought, that sounds like a crock of absolute shit. (laughs) (laughs) I spent hours trying to debunk it straight away but I couldn't find a bloody thing. Story today from a barrister who's won 27,000 cases. He says, in 1901, the biggest contract in Australia was signed. The biggest contract in Australia was signed. And he said it was signed between the British Commonwealth, Queen Elizabeth, who was ordained by... The, bar, the, the Archbishop and is God's representative mm-hmm. to the Australian people, the Commonwealth of Australia, Australian people. And everybody took the solemn oath to abide this contract. Now, a solemn oath, an oath is strong. A blood oath is what Satan uses, which is stronger than an oath. A solemn oath is your soul. So even in death, you are bound by this contract. And part of this contract is that you will never obey any other king's or person's law. Never. If you do, you are you could be charged with treason. So the last assent Queen's assented law was nineteen sixty five. So any law created since nineteen sixty five is not assented by the Queen. And you are law-bound not to obey it. Forget the 27,000 wins for a minute. Old mate has Queen Lizzie signing something in 1901. I mean, she was born in 1926, (laughs) but go off, Phil. So I filed Spiros under unresolved in my head and moved on. Not long after, I started hearing people talking about the People's Trust. Maybe it was on Phillip Island Radio that I first heard about it, and I saw a comment on Facebook from someone who said they were on the board. Quick DM, and the person told me someone called Spiros was the lawyer acting for them. So quickly over to Telegram, had a look around, and I did find his full name. Perfect. Quick search in the lodge registry will serve him up on a platter. Uh-huh. Nope, not a registered lawyer anywhere in Australia. Hmm. <laughs> Then I went to the law library. Yep, up he popped. But not as a barrister or a lawyer, as a defendant. (laughs) So long story short, he was found guilty of withholding stamp duty payable to the federal government and fined millions of dollars. I also found him attached to a TV show in New Zealand about private investigators and a hair growth company that was fined for misleading advertising. Oh, and that case in the federal court against Dutton turned out to be in VCAT, and it was about Brett Sutton. And he lost. This was a couple of weeks ago. But Phil said, no, 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 it was still a win, Uh as he raised constitutional issues 
and the court had no answer. Oh, not quite, Phil. Read the transcript. When Spiros started talking about the validity of the Biosecurities Act and the Constitution, the judge in the VCAT hearing basically said, Sir, this is a Wendy's. Anywho, Spiros thinks that we live in the Wild West and that anyone should be able to set up a council if they feel like it. And all you need, three people and away you go. So with Spiros's guidance, the People's Council Frankston was formed and Darren won the race to mayor against other candidates, of course. Of course. <laughs> I have a feeling from the way that my place adore Darren that Darren will win every election. It's <laughs> it's probably one, the one he'll win every time. But I think it's quite rigged that way. But I had to laugh when he would talk about bringing an option to the table for the council to be voted on and they always passed. Like the other council members are going to say no to Darren. They love him and his ideas. I actually feel like he's going to lead them down the garden path, but I digress. Sandy, is it possible that Darren is a dictator? (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) Dictator Darren, maybe? Hmm. Similar to Putin. Rigged election. So... Turns out that um, old mate, winningest lawyer of them all, is uh, running the legal department of the council, of course, (laughs) and will ensure that they only do things that are legal. So we'll see how that goes. (laughs) So while they make no promises of collecting bins for their members, they will certainly interact with the real life council areas, such as if his council vote to build a bridge, they can just build a bridge. If they then vote to burn the bridge down, They can do that too, according to Spiros. Oh, gosh. Potholes, they'll just go and buy the materials and fix them if that's what the council wants them to do. Now that I can get behind, actually. We could do with some help with that. Uh, I agree. (laughs) Okay, so what's the mechanics behind setting up a people's council? You need a minimum of three people. Um, it's, It's no different to setting up any corporate entity or any entity at all. You need three people. Tool gridlock, obviously, if you don't agree. So you need a third person. You always need a third wheel or the 13th warrior. You know, you, uh, you always need that. And so we need a volunteer, some upstanding member of the community who's prepared to put their hand up to be the mayor. Now, the mayor's the guy or the girl who goes around, shakes hands, holds the meetings, um, uh, you know, keeps control of what's going on. Um, that's the job of the mayor. Um, kissing babies, all that sort of stuff. That's what mayors do. Um, you need a treasury because there's money involved. So we need somebody who focuses on just logging and recording the finances for all the obvious reasons. You can't give it to the mayor, can't trust it. And you need a litigation department um, because there's going to be trouble. <laughs> and when there's trouble, then you're always going to have to call upon your litigation department. Now, I put my hand up for that, obviously, because that's my skill set. So in order to form a council in any suburb, we need two volunteers apart from me. We need a mayor and, um, and we need a treasurer. And if we can find those two, well, mate, we can, we can set up our own councils and they are perfect, perfectly legitimate entities and can actually go about looking after the community and doing whatever the community wants them to do, which is what a council is supposed to So they could build a bridge. If they needed to build a bridge, they could build a bridge. You can build a bridge. You can blow the one that's there now up. You can, you can, you can do anything as long as 
the people vote for it. Uh, they're also running this thing that I found them originally, the People's Trust, where they query the jurisdiction of things like rates payments. So in essence, you send them your rates notice along with the payment, and they'll then put that into a trust. They then investigate whether the council has the right to issue that rates notice. Meanwhile, you've missed your rate payment date and the costs are now escalating. Oh, and it's $10 per bill for them to do their research. Oh, God. This is all run by volunteers, by the way. Sounds very sus. But Darren has admitted in one of his interviews that it really is a strategy that they can use to bring people into my place by dangling this carrot that they could potentially save you money by not paying your bills. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is where sovereign citizen stuff gets scary. Even... Wayne Glue lost his house trying mm. this kind of thing, and he's supposed to be the expert. Yeah. So we've got Darren and Spiros and Tap behind this, but let's not forget that Guru, Bozy, and Carl are kind of joining in on the plan now too. Now, there's a lot of people in all these big country towns that have been watching what's going on. They're doing it from the comfort of their house. They watch Carl. They watch Rick. They watch you guys. Um, they've been watching me. They know what we've been doing down at Frankston for the last 12 months. And the minute they start a Facebook page, um, all these people um, jump on board and, and they don't know how to interact in their own town. They don't know who else is on the same page of them as them until um, the, the page gets put up or the uh, the group. And then, um, you know, that's how we're interconnecting people from uh, the same towns that, um, you know, don't know how to connect with each other. You must go to bed with the biggest cheese. You must go to bed with the biggest cheesiest smirk and grin on your face, Darren, because you must be a very satisfied gentleman to know that something that you know was born out of it. And this is how these things happen, mate. You know this this little place in Frankston. You know what I mean? And this little idea, but sparked off that has now turned into you know you know more or less a bushfire, isn't it? It's just we're popping up everywhere. You know what I mean? So yeah, you know again. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for following your soul and following the good Lord or whatever, you know what I mean, in in your little – and this is what I talk to you about, guys, okay, bring your skill set to the table. Darren's just showed you his skill set. It was to put one place together and now it's like a franchise. It's just multiple – it's just, mul you know, we just multiply it. Like we made the kitchens at Epic. It's just simple. It just happens. It's multiplying – it's multiplying because it's um it's actually current. It's 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 ready to go now. It's something we can do today. Um, whereas all the other things that we've been following, and look, I'm part of a movement uh, which you you know about with A One, and I follow Rick yep. and, and love his work. But um, all of the other uh, projects that are going on are destinations, and um, you know we're sick of waiting for the fucking destination. We need to take action now, and that's why everyone's sick of waiting, and that's why they're jumping on board with this because that's current. It's what we need right now, and, and we're not waiting, which I think is part of the plan anyway, um, that um, <laughs> they keep putting it off and putting it off um, to make us get angry and actually want to do stuff our, ourselves. So that's working at the moment, and uh, more and more people are uh, getting on board. So while Darren enacts some action while they wait for the plan that they trust, he claims their group has been responsible for or at least assisted with local issues such as the red light and speed cameras on Nepine Highway, Frankston, that were installed and catching everybody who weren't properly made aware the speed limit had changed to 40 for outdoor dining. 
That pissed off the entire community and many fines were overturned and refunded after citizen pressure. He also claims to have helped secure Little Ollie's council permit down at Oliver's Hill to be reinstated. To be fair, the whole of Frankston wanted Little Ollie's to be reinstated. That is a very popular food van. The citizens applied pressure to the real council for that too and made that happen. But most disturbing is Darren's take on helping a homeless man who lives down on Oliver's Hill boat ramp, who, according to Darren, was being moved on by the council until he stepped in and had that decision reversed. Details are very vague on this, but I did find a media release from Frankston Council that states rough sleepers at the boat ramp were being offered alternative assistance under their Frankston Zero initiative where the council would assist homeless people and link them up to agencies such as launch housing. So while it may seem like they were being moved on, they were actually most likely offered other services for their situation. But Darren's take on it is that he stepped in to offer a place for this man to park his van and have a shower, etc., and then advocated for him to apply pressure to the Frankston Council to be allowed to stay in his van at the boat ramp and won. But when claiming victory for that, he wrote in the comments, This was a community team effort. There are thousands on Frankston Notice Board that have a a massive outpouring of support. We need to bring them in to the People's Council and my place also. It appears obvious that Darren intends to use situations like this to bring people into his groups. It appears this man attends their meetings and he has even been introduced to the audience when Carl Leibold came to visit. Perhaps there is some good intention when doing these things for the community, and if it came without ulterior motives, it would be a great thing. However, the problem is this targets vulnerable people who can then be primed for a fantasy sovereign citizen movement where BOCI and the like can then have an influence on them, and that can never be okay. So Darren and his council crew also keep tabs on the real Frankston council meetings. They attend every Monday, all wearing high-vis. Of course. They love Bloody high-vis larping, don't (laughs) they? It's their costume. It's crazy. (laughs) A few interesting moments have occurred, such as that time Darren claims that Mayor of Frankston, Nathan Conroy, acknowledged him as mayor. Because I know in previous interviews you spoke about how uh, the, where the current council in Frankston actually acknowledged you as the mayor. Is that correct? Uh, Yeah, correct. That was about three weeks ago. Monday the 3rd of October, we went to their uh, monthly... um, council meeting actually got two this month because we're going again monday night mm. uh and uh, tomorrow night and um yeah there was a, a moment in there where we had the whole council chamber filled we had 50 all 50 seats taken uh we had quite a few of us there in high vis and i was sitting at the front and there's a, a time in the meeting where the mayor was needed a motion to be moved by one of the councillors and none of them seemed to want to put their hand up to do it so i thought well i'll put my hand up to take the piss a little bit and um, he just came out and said, the mayor can't move the motion, Darren. So at that point, he, he recognised me as the people's mayor because they're watching everything we're doing. They know that we've set up our own um, people's council. And after speaking with Spiros, uh, he's saying that he, he knows he has to recognise you as the people's mayor because constitutionally, you are the mayor. Um, he's the mayor of the corporation, but um, I'm the elected mayor of the people. Uh he was kind of mocking you a little bit there, though, Darren. He sure was. Here's Mayor Nathan having a laugh at fake Mayor Darren. So we have now accepted the urgent business, and now I have to move it again. Uh, do I have a mover? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we 
the mayor, the mayor can't uh, move it. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, Councillor Hill is moving it. Frankston uh, certainly has a war happening, the war of the mayors. <laughs> but the councillors are not impressed. Here is Darren's group interrupting a Frankston meeting. You're moving it? Yes, I am. Moving, second. Oh, second. Sorry, who? So, Councillor um, Asker? No worries. All right, all in favour? All right, meeting adjourned. Meeting adjourned at 9.13. That's fine, no worries. Meeting adjourned, and I'll have to ask the gallery to leave for tonight. Apologies. Um, we're we kicking you out too. All right. They don't allow me to speak and they kick you out. This is the council we work, we live in. Mm, disgusting people. Thank you for eating that. Yeah, I'm fine. I think they're just morons, quite frankly. Couldn't care less. Look, as funny as this all sounds, it's actually something we really need to keep an eye on. Back in 2021, a common law group in Adelaide attempted to take over a council meeting, and when police raided the group's compound, sometimes later, two unlicensed guns were found. It's also a real trend in America, and we definitely don't want to follow their lead on this stuff. Guns drawn, Star Group officers storm a secluded property in Lonsdale. We have no reason and right to be here. You were detained Please. under a general search warrant. Members of a so-called anti-corruption movement question the heavy police presence. But police clearly believe it's warranted. Though faced some resistance, they were also recorded. They won't stop pushing me. I can walk. Dozens turn over cars, sheds and a home searching for firearms. They turned up with uh, the, big, the big SWAT team. And that's what they allegedly found. Police say a loaded handgun, a rifle with ammunition and drug equipment was discovered at the Liston Road address. The 53-year-old who lives there taken into custody. And they've uh, kidnapped one of the guys with no crime. He does not know why he's been taken away. He and those at the property say they are members of the Commonwealth Justice Assembly, a group formed to fight against fraud. The man supporters say today's police action won't stop them from exercising their right to practice their beliefs. They say they'll continue to meet here weekly on a Sunday. There's 3,000 members that come through this gate on a weekly basis. The arrested man is facing a string of firearms charges. He'll face court tomorrow. Hannah Ford, 7 News. So we've got sovereign citizen common law stuff, alternate councils and cute markets run by nanas, but Darren is very much Q-pilled and states he has always been awake. 
He talks about Q and how the women running the Facebook page won't let him post his Q conspiracy stuff, you know, due to censorship. So he takes that stuff into his My Place Telegram group. So let's hop on over to Telegram and look at the stuff he's posting over there. Here's some recent examples. This one is about the Evergreen ship. Apparently, that was seized by who I'm assuming is the White Hats. In actual fact, it got stuck in the Suez Canal. Remember that? But according to Darren's very reliable sources, I'm sure, that ship was seized and it contained 1,200 kids that were rescued. That's good news, <laughs> but then there is terrible news because, after all, this is the deep state imposing misery on all of us and our poor children. We are at war, prepping for the new world order, so not all is rosy here because 1,350 children were found dead on this ship. That figure had to be higher than the alive kids because that makes it more believable, right, Sos? Absolutely, I believe it. Yeah, more kids dead than alive. <laughs> Moving on, 30 years of climate change weapons were seized off this ship worth $40 billion. What is a climate change weapon? I don't know. Cloud seeding planes? Hmm. <laughs> Now, there was a nuclear warhead that was Jesus. heading to Romania. <laughs> Things have taken a turn. <laughs> of course, they're heading to Romania, so that doesn't sound very good. Thank God they intercepted that one. Oh, got to include the vaccines, of course, since they are the main weapon of the world genocide. So thankfully, we have been saved with two million vials of fake and deadly vaccines all seized and now in the hands of the good people. Phew. <sighs> And speaking of the vaccines, according to Darren and his Telegram page, the live creatures in the vaccine do exist. He shared that from Q News International. So Dr. Made's theory has officially been confirmed. Happy days. Can I just say any publication that's called Q News International, uh, I don't know if it should be taken seriously. But one more just to end this bit over to the royals so apparently king charles is to abdicate the crown over to prince william because it has been discovered that a former palace valet claimed he caught the future king in an unmistakable sexual position with a male royal aide this former palace valet is of course dead now but he of gave course he is <laughs> but he gave a taped confession to princess diana which is lucky Except the tape mysteriously disappeared after her death mm. in 1997. But a source says the Queen Elizabeth ordered the tape found and destroyed. So there you have it. Like having a gay king would scare anyone other than Darren and his ilk anyway. Well, can I just, didn't you tell me that my place was about scones and dance classes and nanas? Final thoughts on Darren is that he is a Q-peddling subset living in an alternative fantasy world, creating his own hilarious version of the real world. But it is unfortunate that this everyday Aussie tradie looking bloke and the setup of these groups will have the ability to draw some people in who will finance it and grow it and in turn allow people with alternative radical ideas to get together. They'll stay in the rabbit hole and have no need to come up for air and get in touch with the real world. And I have to wonder, where will all of this lead us? You know what they say, build it and they will come.
that's a motto sprouted about frequently within these my price groups and the speeches they make to sell their idea to others. See, at some point, the sheep, the normies, the regular sleepy people will figure it out. This may be in the way of mass die-off of vaccinated people or when the general population start being starved, lose their homes from inflation rates and the economy crashes. This is where Bergwerf and his merry band of men and nanas and their prepped up my place groups will be ready with open arms to receive us. And all our children. When they get hit with a sledgehammer, which is coming, then they'll come looking for us. And that's why we have the communities built, um, build it, and they will come. When they're ready, yes. You stand for what you believe and you keep standing in the quietest, most loving way that you know how, sometimes like we, straight in your face. <laughs> and whoever wants to get it will get it, yeah. and who doesn't, doesn't. Yeah. When their time comes, they will. Yeah. All we can do is pray that they realise they'll still have a chance and the world to come forward and to be there for yeah. themselves. Yeah. 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 And they're, yeah, well, I'll say, um, they're on their own journey. They are on their own journey. We can't, you can't help the alcoholic that's laying in the gutter that doesn't want to be helped. And, and until they reach out and, and come to us, and if they've got somewhere to come, and that's what we're building, we're building somewhere for them to come when they're ready. We, we can't drag them kicking and screaming. When they're ready, they'll come and join us in their own time. That's, that's all there is to it. We don't have to fight them. We build the replacement communities, the replacement councils, the replacement systems, and as they see that we're living a great life, they will come, 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 We had a special request from Rebel on Twitter to do a Canberra update, and we reckon it's time to do one. But minus the Brad stuff, <laughs> Brad is a bit of a useless distraction, in my opinion. He is an unfortunate soul who's probably more an example of what happens when you get people with potentially and very likely addiction and mental issues and whip them up into a frenzy by a movement like this. That is what you get. The good thing is that Brad is not recruiting. He's not contributing towards the movement or influencing very many people. He is having zero impact in the bigger picture. Something definitely needs to happen locally, though, as he is causing a lot of stress and trouble to the community, and he appears a bit beyond help. He needs authorities to intervene. But in the bigger scale of things, when we have the likes of Darren Bergworth, who does have influence, maybe our attention is better served there. Or when you have these alternative belief activists clashing with true activists, such as the Aboriginal Tent Embassy, which Soz will fill you in on now. Okay, so let's start with a quick recap of Makada fallout. So this week, the man charged with arson at Old Parliament House and two others charged with conspiracy to commit arson fronted the Supreme Court in Canberra to have their trial date set. All three will have a jury trial in March next year. There's definitely one more to come, possibly two, but it has been really hard to track all the people involved with this and all their different court dates. While we're on the topic of the courts, Lieutenant Dan tried his hand at a soft sit defence that resulted in additional charge of contempt being lady wow. and a couple of his supporters being removed from the court. I don't know. I'm thinking we need to buy them a subscription to Freeman Delusion. Maybe maybe Rob Sudi can bring them back from the brink. I don't know. We'll fundraise for that. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, Dan's now threatening to play the audio of his case, which is a dumb move. 
as that may result in additional charges. The same thing happened to Buddy Shillingsworth not that long ago. He shared an audio from his case on Facebook and two days later, the cops arrived and took him down and laid another charge. Uh, they had a visit from Glenda, Janie and the Galactic Losers who thought they'd pop over and take back the Aboriginal tent embassy. If by take back, they meant spent one night in a camp away from the embassy and then be booted off by the legend that is Leah House, then mission accomplished. Yep. Well done. Look, Tom Tanaki has released a video on this. I suggest you watch it. If you haven't already, go and follow Leah House and Roxley Foley on their socials. Um, you know, those guys are doing, you know, real, real work. Yeah, we're just sitting here watching it all happen from the comfort of our homes and they're yeah. actually being confronted with it now twice. Yeah, and, and it's a huge distraction from the actual work that that they do in their communities. Yeah, and they, and they have actual jobs and actual lives yeah. and it's just all these groups, all they do is just disrupt. They disrupt everybody. I, I think I get frustrated as well, um, this thing that they, they you know, they're all about uh, origin. Yeah, so remember when they were in Canberra, David Cole from OSTF brought in all these elders from all around Australia, this Wirigen thing, you know, where they had the blue and the red and, you know, oh, they're never together and they stand yeah. at the lake and put one finger up. I get frustrated because none of them showed up at the Supreme Court for Buddy or for Rain. Yeah, so these are two Indigenous people who are charged rightly or wrongly, whether you agree with their subset beliefs or not, I'm not talking about any of that. What I mean is you can't say you're all about that and that you're there, you know, for unity, but none of them showed up at court for right. Buddy or Rain. Like they, and they never know about it. You know, like if you ask them in a, a question in a, in a chat or wherever, they'll go, oh, are they in court? Right. Um, that's odd. Yeah, which is, it's just really frustrating. They're just pack of hypocrites, yeah. but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jesse has been back and forward into town. So whenever Jesse's in town, they just go to embassies late at night and yell at the embassies. I'm assuming that's for Jesse's gab profile because it doesn't matter how many times they say the fight's in Canberra. No one has the slightest interest in actually going going there. They're pointless. They're completely yeah. pointless. There's no nothing to it. They're no. just yelling at empty buildings the whole yep. time and disrupting. Correct. Oh, it's just gross, all yep. of it. Uh, Lieutenant Dan has found a baby, uh, a mum and a baby possum on oh. the way down to the lake. He's totally ruining them by feeding them apples and <sighs> sticks his camera in their little faces every day. They're very cute. Vegemite and Lamington are their names. Um, <laughs> but I'm not sure giving them fruit. All you're doing is making them reliant on you feeding them, mate. They're wild animals. They're not oh. your pets. Karen Brewer's coming into town apparently, so we'll keep <laughs> we'll keep an eye an eye for that. But apart from that, that's kind of all that goes on up there. Don't get me wrong; I wouldn't want to live up there because you know. Oh, I feel bad for the locals up there having to also put up with it. Yeah, I mean, well, look, you had... it's it's just really difficult, yeah. Because one thing I didn't realize until you know we're in a group on on Twitter. I didn't realize that there's very few laws in Canberra that they can actually get them for. Um, mm. Like they don't have drunken disorderly like we do. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah like I was wondering, I'm like, why don't you normally, wouldn't you, someone just pick them up and just send yeah, them no. off? Like, no, they, they don't really have any of those laws. So, I mean, it, we can't just go, oh, arrest them. Arrest them for what? Like <laughs> if they're not breaking a law, we can't just pick them up because they're pains in the arse. 
But you know how like people will just come along and grab somebody and just commit them without their consent, you know, like commit them into a mental facility if they're that bad. They're I, mean, that... I don't know. Are they that bad? Is Brad that bad? I don't I think don't know, Brad is that bad. Watching. I don't think he oh. is that bad. No, I mean, he's like disgusting the way he, what I mean is I don't think he's that bad mentally. He knows exactly where the line is. That's why he very he got arrested yesterday, but he wanted to get arrested yesterday. Ah. He very right. rarely gets arrested. He knows exactly how close he can go to with the line, and then he just backs off it. You know, he he's not allowed in the AAA, so he doesn't go in the AAA. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's not going to talk about Brad. He's not, as dumb. <laughs> he's not as dumb as we're making him out to be. But anyway. Okay. But he's pretty useless. But anyway, yeah. yes. Let's keep in going. Melbourne, uh, we've had the AUM vigil uh, brought to us by Billy and Barge and also Dan Harris, who's been there the whole time. That's been an unmitigated disaster. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, there's been like 10 people there. The only time it was busy was at the end of the worldwide rally for freedom on the weekend. A lot of the people kind of went down there and milled around down there for a little while. So they just were already in the area, meandered down, thought, hmm, I'll check out this. Didn't they yeah. have a, um, they had a, a table of artwork? Oh, the artwork was magnificent. One thing that I did find quite funny was I did see Kay Nobbs down there very early to pick up his art. Ah. But I did see his art on the table yesterday. <laughs> oh, so he didn't keep it. So, um, did did you see his? His looked. He looked. No, little, I can't remember that one. What's it he look looked like? a little bit like Dicky Knee. His hair was like <laughs> Dicky Knee. Um, yeah, so his was still on the table. So I don't. Yeah, know. I've I've seen those paintings before, and so I was sharing a few more uh, pictures of ones that weren't on that table. Hilarious. Some of those. Yeah, some of them are pretty bad. <laughs> to the artist's credit, she actually didn't do too bad. She did actually capture a lot of their absolutely likeness and yeah. You know, she they were pretty good. It was just funny because of who yeah. they who they were. Yeah. So obviously Victoria is in election mode. Uh, oh, things have been God. popping off a fair bit down here. So yeah, we've got Nazis, we've got bigots, we've got racists as candidates all over the shop, and the Freedom Party have had their forty days of Dan. Can't wait for that to be over. Um, yeah. Hurry up, election, just so that I can stop having to tune into. I can eat and every day at 12 o'clock. How do you feel about being called a tinfoil hat category? I know how I feel about it, especially when I got dozens of freaking recordings to tell you that I'm not wearing no tinfoil hat. If they call you a tinfoil hat wearer, say, oh, thanks. Um, yeah, I I'm sure you have really nice hats at your house. Part of the episode where we get to share random clips with you and today sauce is going to go first here's the clip but i wanted to address the imbeciles the cowards at the cmfeu john setka's little minions john setka who who is daniel andrews little bitch now by all reports what the CMFEU shop stewards, the little girl guides, John Secker's little fairy god sisters, you spuds. Seriously, you are dead set grubs, shoppies, because you're communists. 
you imbeciles, do you actually know what you're doing? Because they are bullying, as I'm led to believe, on the sites. They're bullying the members into voting for the Andrews government this election. That's right. You brain-dead imbeciles. If you, <laughs> you need someone to help give you instructions on how to tie your shoelaces and put your hard hat on, you morons. Hang on, so weren't these the uh, tradies that were smashing down the front of that CFMEU and singing horses on the bridge? So a, a, a few things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> By the way, that's uh, Toothless Craig Cole. Yes. So a few things about Craig. Firstly, if you're going to like launch into what was a much longer tirade against them, yeah? Okay. Firstly, the union's called the CFMEU, not the CMFEU. So <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs> he calls them the CMFEU the entire every time he says their name through the entire I think it goes in the, the whole thing goes for like six minutes. I have never known a group of people to be so salty over another group of people that they would fall down on their knees if they joined them tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like they get so angry whenever they see them on the street. Every day, every day. You know, they yeah. go to the CFMEU place and they boo. If tomorrow John Setka was to say, we are now all freedom fighters, yeah, they would be crying with joy. Like they are desperate for people to like them. Yep. They wanted those tradies. And it burns them so hard that the CFMEU want no part of them. Yeah. Well, that happened back at that um, protest they had over there. Like the, Originally, the, the um, CFMEU members were just mad about their lunch breaks. Correct. And the other guys just jumped on it and assumed, oh, now they're all part of your Absolutely. group. And then they Absolutely. were so devastated after that big you know, Westgate Bridge and all that yeah. stuff. And then they were trying to hold rallies again. They're like, where's all our tradies? They've all ditched us. <laughs> they went back to work. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was the first thing that made me laugh. The, the real reason that I put it on there was... Craig's a little bit shitty with Freedom Party Victoria. Ah. So Freedom Party Victoria have preference Labour above Craig. Wow. And obviously he's not happy. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit cross. But then it came out allegedly according to Aidan and Morgan, not according to me, um, mm-hmm. that Craig had threatened them and that's why they'd done that. All right. So it has throwing the cat amongst the pigeons a little bit <laughs> like there's a lot of people now like getting real shitty uh in fighting we're used to that correct with morgan and you know he's a shell yeah because in the last two weeks morgan has torched every relationship he has. that he's I've got with really every other freedom party <laughs> every other like even with um david limbrick and then yeah. they were saying that he wasn't he was no good yeah yeah. God, what? He was at your protest. I know. And then he's come out and said, anyone who's doing like a third party how to vote card, if you want to take direction from someone who's not even from this state. So he's talking about Joel Jamal, which again uh-huh. makes like no, it just makes no sense to me. But yeah, that that that's why I put Craig in there because it meant that I could talk a little bit about what's happening with, with the freedom parties in the uh-huh. lead into the big day. Well, they've got a conflict of interest anyway because um, the Freedom Party is a registered party and Craig Cole and Australia right. One, they don't agree with that. So, yep. yeah, they're never going to be friends. <laughs> 
All right, so uh, this is my part. I have one to show you. You're going to like this one and you're going to know why I'm showing it to you. Here we go. I joined the Angry Victorian Party for one reason. I'm angry. To make Daniel Andrews turn into red mist. got to talk about this one yeah. <laughs> you had a bit big big week I did so tell us <laughs> us what happened <laughs> oh I you know I I was doing my normal Saturday routine of looking at what was happening in in Melbourne I certainly don't want people to think that I spend every Saturday for three hours sitting on the couch watching uh Facebook no you have a life I, I as don't. well I do have a life as well um I do try and be around for, you know, the half hour before the start, just because I, nothing brings me more joy than the battle for the stairs every week. I just, <laughs> I don't know why, I just find it like endlessly amusing. And I try and, you know, I'll have it on in the background. So God bless Anthony Barge. Thank God he's back on the scene because he does end-to-end coverage, which means that I can just have it on in the background while I'm, you know, in the car doing whatever. So I was at home and... This it was ha- it was a it was a worldwide rally for freedom. So I knew that something would happen. So I'm merrily watching the speeches, and I could see her standing on the steps at Flinders Street. And I'm like, oh, here she is. She's definitely going to talk. Yeah. <laughs> so like, without doubt, she was itching to get that microphone. So I recorded all this all the speeches because obviously I wanted to hear Has as well. And you also um, post little snippets of them to us yeah. as well on Twitter. That yeah, really I try nice. like good. if something topical that they say or something funny or or whatever, I'll try and and put some stuff on there. So I was watch I was watching Kath, and she said what she said, and I was like, "What did she say that?" And then stopped the recording and went back. <laughs> back and listen to it like two or three times <laughs> you're like, like wait what what <laughs> wow I can't believe she said that like that's that's like really extreme yeah so you know that's obviously like saying the loud part the quiet part out loud yeah <laughs> yeah and it, it was like has his face as well like when yeah. he's kind of wide-eyed and going oh and giggling you yeah. know shit, maybe she shouldn't have said that so Obviously, I tweeted it. You sure did. <laughs> I kind of went a little bit gangbusters. I think, look, I, d- I don't know what it's up to now, but it, it it's like 275,000 people have watched the video. And we were um, like, oh, we're, when it was at like 50 or 60, we're like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> we're going, oh, look at that. And then we saw all these people and we're like, such and such. Uh, you know, PR guy shared it and Chanel Vella shared it. And I'm like, mm. this person shared it. And, you know, we're going in, we're going, oh, my God, what's going on here? I'm like, oh, something's about to happen. Yeah. And, and look, then I actually started getting my back up about it a little bit, to be honest. Yeah. You know, the the more that Heston and, and Kath tried to, yeah. like, create this context that just didn't exist, 
Like she said what she said. She wasn't talking about red shirts and she, she wasn't never talking, mentioned the red shirts. And she wasn't talking about any of that stuff. She's pissed off that her party didn't get enough signatures. And she said what she said. Like and people implying and, and I think particularly with the journals in Melbourne, I was I was real shitty with some, which is why the next day I went back and went, oh, you know, and this was what was happening this time last year. Here's some threats where people on Telegram said that they were going to take Dan out in a headshot. Yeah. And here's someone else saying they were going to kill him. That rhetoric. Yeah, and there's those gallows. That rhetoric has always been bubbling. Correct. Through that movement. You know, know, they've... They've shared yeah. what they t- said was Dan Andrews' mum's phone number and address in Telegram. Yeah. So just this. Why do you think they've all been censored off all of their platforms? You know, because they talk correctly? Like, um, Correct. And the other thing is, too, is that she's been hanging around these protest groups Sandy, since the beginning. She, we talked about her in number one. Of our she was Melbourne on episode. the back of that little van the little truck that was parked out the front of parliament when becky spellman said hang dan andrews and standing there as well was hillbilly filming it who's a proud boy so all of this attends all of harrison's protests this we're not nazis we're good people it just she's just gotten really comfortable talking like that with these people she was talking to her people and that's yeah you know she was familiar that's how they talk she knows they like but i guess i was pissed off that there was so many journalists and so many people on twitter going oh my god this is disgusting and it's like where have you been for the last 12 months (laughs) like we've been reporting on this for 12 months this isn't new they were saying all of this 12 months ago yeah, yeah. To deny so don't that, pretend that you're outraged. No one should be outraged. It was like inevitable. Everyone's just got their head in the sand and like being like, la, 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 la. We don't want to hear about that. We don't want to hear about that. I mean, that's probably one of the things that kind of got us going a little bit when we were watching this. I know when I first started um, and then I started through kind of RDA and like Morgan and Harrison, I started getting a bit exposed by who were Nazis by them because they were attending their rallies and their meetings and I'm going oh that's who that is oh he's a Nazi like I'm going oh what the hell (laughs) and then so going from that is then when we decided when we started seeing all this like we started seeing all the comments online and then um all on on uh telegram and people I knew that were watching this that were outraged reports were being made it was like People made phone calls to Dan Andrews saying, hey, these guys are talking about you like this. This is what they're saying. This is violent stuff that they're yeah. going on and on and on and on about. And then that's when, like, I, I can speak for me, that's when I started going, hang on, I, I'm not really comfortable with the way this movement's going. We had the capital stuff going on in America yeah. and we were mirroring a lot of their stuff. So, like, that's when I guess we I, we got talking mm. with um, Joel and Jack. Yeah, yeah. I just... I just found the aftermath of it just like really irritating. You know, like I found it irritating that it wasn't even the lead story on the news that night. It was the third story on the news. You know, the front page of the Herald Sun the next day was a puff piece about Matthew Guy. You know, and it's like someone just stood on the steps in the city on a microphone and said, I want to turn him into red mist. 
In the army, it's called pink mist, but I want to turn him into red mist. Yep. And we are living in a place in Victoria where that isn't the number one news story that day. Yeah. (laughs) Just blows my mind. It's, It's crazy. And yet when Dan Andrews didn't wear a face mask once when he got out of his car going to a press conference... It w- that was the lead story on the news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and look, I can say too is that um, I've seen on Telegram too some just like the term red mist is becoming a little bit, it's been mm-hmm. mentioned a few times. So I think it's, yeah. Um, I, don't, I, I know it, it's frustrating because you're like, hello, something's kind of brewing here, but um, hopefully after the election everything will die down for sure. Oh, Sandy, I just don't know if it will. <laughs> well we'll be keeping an eye on it I guess <laughs> yeah look I hope I, I really hope it does I, I look at what happens and not just in America but I look at what happens you know there's 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 far too many far-right political parties getting foots in the door in European countries for my liking um, yeah and I think that it's a very slippery slope and it's something that should be condemned and we should talk about it. We should yeah. talk about it. We should let everybody know what's going yeah. on and um, freedom of speech. There we go. It certainly was a, was a moment. <laughs> that was pretty – I was pretty proud. I was um, going around telling everybody. <laughs> Look, and I and did – I'm at work I did. and I'm checking my phone every five minutes. I was like, oh, my God. Anyway. I did very much like freer stuff. We, we just call them free. I don't know what they're full <laughs> – uh, X C H M O or something like that. Yeah, sorry. yeah. The, the, sorry, free. You have a really difficult name. <laughs> it's too long. Uh, free the freest free. freedom in all of Freestan. Um, <laughs> who, if you're not following, by the way, you should be. Do you have their um, Twitter handle? Because it's a little different. It's like an underscore. It's at underscore X H M K O for orange underscore. Um, I did yeah, like their them. little meme they did put a funny little meme off like an explosion and it's got sauce at the man's walking and away cat, from the explosion oh, look, she's a horrible person yeah so yeah she, vote her out bloody yeah, hell don't vote her. for her yeah she's having she's weird she's no good yeah so anyway i was really proud of you sauce so i thought that was really good that was really entertaining um look she got away with it she ha- was investigated they asked her some questions and decided yeah. that it wasn't it wasn't uh incitement or yep. anything so we'll let it go at that and that's yep. what it is yep okay thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed this one we we took a break from the melbourne series to bring you the story of darren and my place as we did feel that it was a little bit more pressing and and current and didn't really want to to sit much longer on that but we will get back to melbourne and what a journey it's going to be we're going to be back all the way back in 2021 it's a big year 2021 (laughs) Um, so (laughs) there's a lot to talk about oh my gosh we do want to thank celery sorbet on twitter for their help with this one Uh, they had a lot of darren information for us so thank you very much i think salary was one of the first ones that i noticed that noticed yeah. darren yes yeah. yep. so definitely recommend well giving them a follow on twitter as uh, their content is very oh, very good so fantastic it's celery sorbet 
over on Twitter. Feel free to follow us also on Twitter at SOS149 and Sunny Sandy L. that's Sandy with two E's, and chat with us over there. Twitter does appear to be surviving the Elon Musk takeover, and we're still on it for now. We will leave you with a little bit more from Darren, Guru and Kaz at the end of this though. But for now, we end this episode in a burst of glitter mist and lots of love and light. Bye. Bye. And guys, believe me, you know, we're, we're going to win round one with disclosure and exposure. Okay, but I've told you, the war's not over, all right? We win round one, we step into the next round. This is why what Darren is doing and Carl is promoting and what you guys out there in the community are grouping up to do is so important, right? It is just important. Why? It's important for your friggin' safety and your future if this all goes um, fucking downhill, okay? Yeah. You know, and even if it doesn't go downhill, we've still got to struggle for a little while, guys, where we need to move these councils in to, so that we can guide these people in the right way. We cannot put up with this corrupt bullshit any longer, all right? Mm. And this is the fight we're in, right? We have to make a stand now for humanity and people in Australia that we're not putting up with it anymore and it's coming to a halt and we've got ideas on how to fix it and we want to implement them. So the more of these councils we can get going with Darren, you know, you're going to have a full-time job doing this soon, Darren, and I think yeah. that's probably something that and we as people should be looking at doing. Yeah, one of I want to help want... Darren out, you know, to get around the country and do this stuff. Sorry, go. Yep. Yeah, no, right. uh, one of the things that I wanted to just say there, just to tag on and extend on what Dave was just saying, is that we've been domesticated to the point where people believe that it's wrong to be angry. No, you've got every right to be angry. They locked you in your houses. <laughs> They're talking about forcefully injecting you. They made you take the vaccine in order to work. They shot. They shot our people with rubber bullets. Like, you have every right to be angry, okay? It's not a... They burn us not with microwave weapons. Sorry? Yeah, they did. They, bur they burnt us. They fried us. So, um, you know, we were, we were the meat, the barbecue, at the Fed's barbecue on the 12th of February. But, like, here's the thing. Is it's not wrong to be angry. But what we have to do is instead of being, oh, my God, helpless and, oh, what are we going to do, we need to actually motivate ourselves and work out the structure we can get ourselves out of this my god we've gotten ourselves out of other things before it's easy so this is one of the solutions that's actually just really practical i i just hope they keep rolling out this legislation i, I think it's gold um because all it's doing is pushing more people uh in, into our hands and um you know the quicker they roll it out and the quicker they implement these uh, uh draconian measures uh the quicker we get more people woken up so that that's what it's all about so bring it on Exactly. The more they're putting stuff out like that and people are starting to wake up, the more they see these ludicrous things once they're exposed to them, Darren. So, yeah, we're still in this time of awakening, you know what I mean? There's only the, um, there's only the, um, what do we call us? What are we? What are we? You know, like, what are we? We're the, uh, we're maybe the uh, French Foreign Legion, you know what I mean? In the, in the world humanity, you know what I mean? We're, we're this dedicated cause to a cause. You know, so yeah, think of ourselves as not that we're, you know, we're out to kill people and that, you know, that's got to be done by the people's courts and that's got to be done all, you know, right. But I mean, yeah, we're a foreign legion, guys. We're the SA, like Bosey says, the A1's the SAS of the political arena or scheme, you know what I mean? And not everyone makes it, et cetera, et cetera. Well, here's a guy that's made it right behind me, okay, beside me. But um, yeah, you know, we are the people, okay, and, and we are the, the you know, 
we are those soldiers, all right? And we got to do our job, guys. And our job is to group up, okay? Work as a as a united, not a, a military offence, okay? That's um, take, you know, picking up guns and shooting. But we need to work as a military regiment with military precision in what we do. And we are starting to get that, Darren. On our great southern land gathering telegram page now, Daz, we've actually got people grouped up, up and down the highway. We're watching the military reports. Um, we're grouping up. You know, everyone's letting us know where everything is. We put a report out every afternoon on another channel, the Truth Seekers channel, folks. We've got guys that are watching the planes all day, every day. That's all they do. So we've got a people that have um, actually picked up the baton out there for their individual skills that are bringing them to the table. And we're starting to see everything work really well out there, folks. We are getting united. They are scared. They know what we're doing. All right. We're building a force and we are a force. All right. But don't stop. Get your foot on the throttle. And what we're Sorry, doing, like talk all night. Um, we're behind enemy lines. Um, we're, we're an occupied yeah. country and we're prisoners of war, basically. So um, people need to, to realize um, ju just where we're at. And that's, that's the whole problem in, in the freedom movement that 90 or maybe not 90, but certainly, you know, 70 or 80 percent of them don't even understand the depths of um, the the uh, the problem. And that's the hardest part. They, they've kind of all gone back. I think where we're going to what's going to push us over the line is the um, the ones that we've been calling sheep for the last uh, 12 months uh, is the vaccinated ones. Once they find out the truth, they're going to have uh, an axe to grind and, and the anger to actually get out there and be active, whereas the ones that are awake really aren't active in the numbers that they should be. That's actually really, that's a really interesting, um, yeah, oh, yeah, observation. And I think that it's actually correct. Because if you look at the numbers, we actually have the numbers. Um, yep. You know, we've got at the population. So we've got the numbers, but the problem is getting them all together in one spot because the country is so spread out. That's the, that's the issue. Um, yeah. But yeah, I do. What do you think? Um, how, where do you think we go as far as like the awakening process goes? Because it, there is something that's starting to shift in the public consciousness. I notice about it. Well, we've had I've had uh, five uh, people come to me in the last week that have got vaccine injuries that are that are freaking angry, really angry, scared. Um, this guy's you know in his uh, mid thirties. He's got heart issues now. He's got a young family. He doesn't know if he's going to wake up in the morning or gets to work when he's driving to work and that then that's where i can see that um as as the penny drops and and we find out uh, these people realize that their family members have died or have been injured because of uh, what the government's done to them they're the ones that are actually going to take this take us over the line because they are going to want to take action and and um they're going to be angry whereas the people that have been awake for so long they've, they've kind of gone back to sleep they've they're not. Um, they're not angry. They've got no anger because they're, they're they're still getting on. They're still having a reasonable life, and they've they haven't been injured. So uh, we, we've got a harness, and that's why um, I try to explain to people this isn't a uh, under the radar exercise anymore. It hasn't been for a long time for me. But um, Facebook, as much as we hate Facebook, it is still the um, you know it's no point just having a Telegram page because the only people you're talking to is a converted. On the Facebook page, we need the whole country to come on board, and that's why Share all of my these things out, folks. Share them out. Yeah. Yep. You know, my place venues have to have, or communities have to have a Facebook page. You can have a Telegram page as, as well and do all the uh, this conspiracy stuff and, and what's going on in the background. But the Facebook page is community building. It's all um, it's all the good stuff. You can't. You're not going to get shut down, um, but you're going to reach 
every every pocket of the community, um, which you're not going to do that on Telegram. So, you know, being on Telegram signal isn't going to bring the whole population together.